Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Luke Rittenauer, Drew Gooden, Joey Devine, Don McLean, Chris Gatling, The Energizer, Sean Keane, Dale Ellis, Trevor Ariza, the most traded man in NBA history. Special guest, Keith Parrish from Fast Break Breakfast. Patreons, Ryan Campbell. Thank you, Ryan. Tyler Moss. Thank you, Tyler. Ryan O'Toole. Thank you, Ryan. Musical guest, the Breeders, featuring Kim Deal and Kelly Deal. There's a lot of deals. And now, the temporary host of the Roundball Rock podcast, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Roundball Rock podcast. And we are back with a brand new episode and an old friend as a guest. First, I'm here as always. With your new friend, my best friend, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Uh, Sean, someone's calling you. If in, are you in a boiler room right now? Because it sounds like an old timey business phone. Well, old timey as in late nineties. Uh, I was muting myself because the phone rang once <laughs> and it kept ringing, and I can't leave to pick it up because I'm sitting. At a podcast thing, and I couldn't even respond to you. All right, but now I'm, holding... I'm gonna. Why don't we just do this intro again? Well, I'm gonna introduce Keith. Why don't you go get the phone? I'll introduce Keith. The answering machine is going. I can All mute right. myself until it's done. <laughs> I don't know how to stop this. Maybe we can re-record this part. Um, Keith, we're here as uh, we've got a guest today, 
And it's our friend from the Fast Break Breakfast podcast, Keith Parrish. Oh, and Grits and Grinds, a Memphis Grizzlies podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Yes. Um, Did I get it right? Uh, You got it right. As long as you explicitly say Fast Break Breakfast is an independent entity. Mm -hmm. And then Grits and Grinds, yes. What's it like being both independent and a sellout? At the same time. uh, I think it's the best way to play it. Um, No, you know, Joey, that uh, Grits and Grinds was a secret podcast I hid from my wife. Because you did hide it from your wife. Um, And then I was like, yeah, so I've got this thing going on, and I think it's going to work out pretty well. And she's like, no, you can't do it. That means more podcasts. And I was like, no, 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 no. I've already been doing it. Your life won't change at all. So, uh, so, so that worked out just fine. But no, uh, thanks for having me, by the way. I mean, it's good to be back. We haven't it's, had you in a while. It's been a minute. It's I was been, like, I'll be real. I was worried I did something. No, not at all. We're just bad at booking guests. <laughs> what I thought happened was, you know, we we share some texts and some some direct messages every mm-hmm. now and then, and I frequently complain, uh, maybe about doing podcasts with people. And I thought maybe they're like, hey, guys, Keith is too busy. We shouldn't bother him. <laughs> but those complaints, of course, were never about you guys. Right. Well, I did get a text. Who were they about? Name names. Just other people. <laughs> yeah. Present company excluded. No, I don't want to record a podcast. I'm done working at night. Those things don't apply to you. I'll always make time at night for the Ramble Rock podcast. <laughs> well, we'll always make time for our friend Keith Parrish, uh, who is, I'm going to say it. If there's some other podcast out there who claims to be the Picasso of the trade machine, uh, our friend Keith is the uh, Magritte of the trade machine. Like more of an absurdist. Yeah. He's writing like, this is not a valid trade the, on the bottom of all his yeah, the, the Dali of the trade machine, uh, which is what we're going to talk about later. But before we get to some of Keith's fake trades, uh, let's do some news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean, what's our first story? Uh, our first story is uh, a big tweet that kind of shook the NBA recently. Yeah, it um, really... Um, I mean, it's obvious this was going to be our top story. Everyone is talking about it. It was. It just was like a pretty it's big... The biggest news in the NBA. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and it, of course, comes from Dr. Uh, Ruth Westheimer. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Sean, uh, do you want to read Dr. Ruth's tweet? Or do it, or should I have it? Because I have it pulled up right now. Yeah, you can, you can do it. You have okay. it pulled up right now. All right. Uh, so Dr. Ruth retweeted... Uh, friend of the show, Dwight Howard. So Dwight Howard tweeted, Rise and shine, world! Check out my new app, Pick Story. Let's spread truth, love, and positivity. And then it's a picture of Dwight Howard that is pixelated so terribly. It's like when you, uh, like, copy a picture on Google, but it hasn't loaded yet. <laughs> Uh, and it sound, it says, I'm proud to announce that I have signed on to be an ambassador for a new chapter in social media called Pick Story. And then it's a really pixelated version of Dwight Howard. I don't know how that s- social media is going to work. But 
Um, More, he's, fl- he's also doing like a bicep curl with the best. Yeah, yeah. More importantly, famous sex therapist Dr. Ruth quote tweeted it and said, Dwight, remember when I rode in your car at Obama's inauguration? Uh, Dwight did not respond to this. Dwight did not respond. And Dwight, of course, did not respond. But this story intrigued Sean and I so much that I told Sean, Sean, will you please write a one-act play about what happened between Dr. Ruth and Dwight Howard at uh, Obama's inauguration riding in a car? Yeah, this was kind of inspired by Frost Nixon and also that... um project they had to cancel about marlon brando michael jackson and elizabeth yeah, taylor yeah. uh driving cross country after 9-11 yeah. and they had to cancel that because joseph finds a caucasian british actor uh was play was cast in the role of michael jackson mm-hmm. yep and uh <laughs> i don't know that he's worked since then Joey. Mm-hmm. i look we'll get to some we'll get to the the problems with cancel culture after this play. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we got our friends, uh, our friend who's the, a veteran of round ball theater, Greg Edwards, mm-hmm. and uh, the role of Dwight Howard, and and our very good friend Claire O'Kane playing Doctor America's Ruth. sweetheart. Yeah, uh, please download Claire's comedy album "Let It Be." And check out Greg's art at gregedwardsart.com or his comedy album Dopamine at gregcomedy.com. So here is Round Ball Theater starring Greg Edwards and Claire O'Kane in The Audacity of Dunks. The Audacity of Dunks, a play by Round Ball Rock. Setting, Washington, D.C., January 20th. It's the day of Barack Obama's first inauguration. NBA All-Star and reigning slam dunk champion Dwight Howard rides in the back of a limousine. Dwight's album, Shoot for the Stars, is playing faintly on the limousine stereo. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. Driver, what a day that was. The speeches, the music, that guy who yelled at me for blocking his view by waving a phone finger. Yes, sir. You were... Very enthusiastic. Hey, hey, remember when Obama said we needed to lay a new foundation for growth? And when he paused, I yelled, that's what she said, baby. (laughs) I did, sir. It was an excellent impression of Austin Powers. And and remember when Yo-Yo Ma played? I I called him Yo-Yo Mama. (laughs) Dwight farts. You declared that many times, sir. Yo-Yo Mama, so fat. She couldn't play for Obama because she ate her cello. <laughs> yo, yo, mom was so stupid, she thought she could see Russia from her house like uh, Sarah Palin. That one is excellent, sir. Yo, yo, mom was so Chinese, she... Driver! Stop stop the car. The limousine screeches to a halt. I think that... I think that Hobbit is in trouble. Dwight opens the door and springs from the car. We hear the crowd yelling. Look! It's the guy who stole Shaq's nickname! He's even more ripped than Hancock. The Will Smith character? Yes, that superhero. That movie was number four at the box office last year. Right behind Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? You know it. Say, Shia LaBeouf seems like a really good guy. Wait, I think that guy plays for Stan Van Gundy. The crowd begins chanting as one. Van Van Gundy. Gundy! 
Van Gundy! Van Gundy! Dwight returns to the car, carrying famous sex therapist Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Uh, are you okay, little lady? Thank you. That was a tight squeeze out there. It's like the crowd was doing their kegel exercises. Is that like parkour? Uh, a lot of the mall robin thugs and Paul Blart mall cop did that. Never mind. Now, let me take a guess. You are a basketball player. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Uh, White chuckles and farts. Uh, only of being Dwight. I, I, I mean, I was pretty sure those girls were in junior college. Oh, uh, yes. You're a Donald Foyle's teammate. I do enjoy his poetry. Oh, Donald's a good dude. <laughs> Hilarious voice. White Howard. That's me, baby. Shagadelic. And I am famous sex therapist, Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Ooh, are you related to baby Ruth? A follow-up question. Do you have a baby Ruth? Clark, the driver, rolls down the partition and hands Dwight a bag of candy. Ah, oh, thanks, driver. Dwight farts happily. Nice to meet you, Dwight. <laughs> Your true shooting percentage is down this year, but the way you've increased your black crate is truly impressive. I wouldn't be surprised if you set a career high for defensive wind shares. Oh, you, you really know your basketball. Did, did you hoop? Dwight, I'm four foot seven. The only hoops I'm using are cock rings. Mm, I'm going to get a ring soon. This year even. I definitely won't have to wait 11 more years. But I do love basketball. After my husband died, I became very interested in the sport. Probably because I was fucking Scotty Pippen. Wow. Dwight farts in surprise. He had an absolutely enormous penis, Dwight. Why do you think my voice sounds like this now? Oh, he's the Donald Foyer of the Chicago Bulls, that's for sure. We broke up because he wasn't available one night for a booty call, and I had sex with Tony Cook instead. Say, why are you at the inauguration, Dwight? Hey, I'm a big Obama guy. I really believe in hope and change, and a president who can finish in traffic with both hands, you know. Although, I'm a little disappointed. Why is that right? It's just that I thought I was going to be the first black president. Our country does need to rebound, you know, because of the housing crisis. Hey, if we need more houses, they should have me shoot free throws. I put up a lot of bricks. <laughs> Both laugh. Dwight farts. And then Dwight laughs again. <laughs> Seriously, it's a huge problem. I'm terrified. I'm going to have to shoot free throws in the NBA Finals and totally blow the game. Choking and blowing. That reminds me of when I was banging two-time MVP Steve Nash. But Dwight, why do you want to be president? Oh, well, I'm already a great leader. Ask anyone. And I really care about a lot of issues, like making sure the poor have enough to eat. That's great. What else do you want to do? Well, I want to ban vegetable and legalize three seconds in the key and lower the age of consent nationally to about mm, 16 years old. That one is coupling, right? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying, if it's legal for a 16-year-old girl to drive, why is it illegal for her to have sex with me in the back of that car? Allegedly. Uh, uh, allegedly. Come on, kids. 
What's it with me? Break it down. Speaking of Obama, I hope you can change this music. But it's almost the part where I do my Arnold impression. It's not cool to make fun of someone's voice fight. The music changes to an acoustic cover of Single Ladies. What do you think about the Big Bank bailout? I don't like it. Thanks a real Tim Duncan move, you know? And that guy's never winning another title. I think we need to dunk on all these fat cats who stole money from hardworking Americans and reject all their plea deals. Yes, but our economy needs a stimulus package. We can't just jam our way into recovery. Oh, I love jamming. Dwight farts again. We need a stimulus. It's important to firm up the economy. Wake up, <laughs> make the working people feel safe and cared for. Before the government's spending completely penetrates every level of society. I would suggest forgiving student loans to get consumer spending going. Oh, I'm so sorry. <coughs> it's like uh, stroking the clitoris. Funny, huh? The, 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 the clitor what? Dwight, don't you know what the clitoris is? It's a small, sensitive part of the female genitals at the anterior end of the vulva. The interior of a Volvo? Trust me, lady, I'm way too tall for that. It's got to be an Escalade or a Hummer for me. I do love a good Hummer. Yeah, me too. And since it's 2009, they've only stopped production very recently due to new emission standards. And speaking of emissions... Dwight farts. No, Dwight. The clitoris is a little knob that, uh, you know what, I'll show you. Dr. Ruth unzips. Giggity. Dwight farts, pornily this time. You see, the clitoris is the Jameer Nelson of the vagina. It's small, and it can be hard to find, especially when it's screened. Is this what Coach Stan meant by spreading the floor? But just like Jameer, the clitoris gets everyone else going, so you have to make sure to give him a lot of touches. That's incredibly informative about sex and basketball, Dr. Ruth. I recommend the movie I call The Lick and Roll. Mm, I'm never running pick and roll. I'm Dwight Howard. I post up. I post the fuck up. Okay, okay. It was just an analogy, Dwight. I'll do an analogy. I'll do analogy, though I, I used to think it was gross, but now I just make her take a shower first, you know, cleanliness. Dwight, you sound like a very sexually active man. Please tell me you're using protection. I'm waiting until Obamacare kicks in next week, and then Congress will be free. After all, universal health care is widely popular in this country, so it should be a slam dunk, right? I agree. Our government would have to fuck up colossally for this to still be an issue a month from now, let alone a decade from now. Until then, I'll still be using the rhythm method. Dwight, that's very irresponsible. It's fundamentally sound. Only failed me once so far. Dwight farts. Driver, could you crack the sunroof, please? Dwight, I notice you're wearing a Superman scully. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. I wore a Superman cape when I won the dunk contest. And on the court, you feel like a man of steel? 
Yeah, and I pretty much never get hurt. It's awesome. I don't even bother to wear a weight belt. I lift my with my knees when I'm moving furniture. My back is indestructible. As a doctor, I must suggest you try some stretching, perhaps some uh, yoga classes. Flexibility is extremely underrated, which I learned during a passionate weekend of lovemaking with Sean Marion. You slept with the Matrix? Yes. His motion was very unorthodox, but they got the job done. Plus, he was very versatile. He could play inside or out. I hope he wins a title someday. For the Dallas Mavericks, not likely, <laughs> Dr. Ruth. You should never underestimate J.J. Barrier, Dwight. Trust me. Dr. Ruth, this might sound corny, but I'm excited about this country. I'm excited about hope and change and our chances to beat LeBron, even if he does have a puppet version of a man. It could be a powerful feeling to have an entire hand inside you. And I'm also excited about being a a better and more responsible sexual partner, and finding the Jameer. I, I, I mean the clitoris. <laughs> I, I am so proud of you. I wish you played in Brooklyn so we could hang out together all the time. Dr. Ruth, there's no NBA team in Brooklyn, but if there was, I'd force my way out of Orlando so I could spend time with you. The only way they'll be able to keep me there is if they did something crazy, like stocking an entire plane with candy. Thank you, Dwight. Now, can you drop me off at Nick Young's house? Absolutely. Uh, you gonna fuck him? Yes, I am. Dr. Ruth Queefs. The end. Ask her, I smash some change for gas. I need to get myself away from this place. I said, yep, what a concept. I could use a little fuel myself. And we can all use a little All right, that was the audacity of dunks. Uh, please check out Claire and Greg. Uh, their links are in the description of the episode. Back to Keith. Keith, you're back. How did you enjoy that play? That was powerful. <laughs> I don't know what other, what other word I could use. Uh, moving, perhaps powerful and moving. <laughs> but more importantly, Keith, I have a question for you. As a man who yes. runs a podcast that covers Grace and Allen, yeah. How do you feel about Duke being out of the NCAA tournament? <laughs> I mean, I'm not even sure what they've been doing this year, but I did see they were out for COVID reasons. Mm-hmm. So that does seem delightful. I feel sad for my current Grizzlies, Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow, and Grayson Allen, and also GM Zach Kleiman, um, Duke Law School graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, he's a Duke hater. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not a good omen for the playoff chances of the New Orleans Pelicans, who I believe have nine Duke alumni on their <laughs> roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Duke was Duke was like 13 and 11, and they had to win the ACC tournament. And then uh, a COVID test got them thrown out of the ACC tournament, which is good because it gives Mike Krzyzewski an excuse. When, um, <laughs> when a team loses uh, in college now, this tournament season, if a team loses, you know, hat, can't play because of COVID, does the their opponent get an automatic advancement? Do they shake up the bracket? Do they have to draw up a new tournament? You um, you are asking happens? the wrong person. In you the, are, but but I'm I'm fairly sure they just advance their opponent to the next round in the in the ACC. Is it nice win in advance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I don't think they canceled the tournament itself. Uh, I'm sure it was like, they, they probably got it at some weird 
racist dude secret society thing too anyway right isn't that the most likely yeah they got it in skull and bones at a skull and bones <laughs> meeting um, uh yeah Sean, it looks like... i have ahead, a question sorry. for you uh-huh. who's more excited about this george carl or rick petito oh oh now now george carl spent a great deal of his book ripping on uh duke mm-hmm. and its alums uh Slightly less time than he spent uh, ripping on uh, members of the Denver Nuggets or African American centers who score points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, that would those were real no nos. Uh, and ordering one beer at a time was also yeah. something he was very big no no for George Carl. <laughs> but but I do think that Rick Pitino is most psyched about this. He's why is he in an Italian coaching. restaurant? <laughs> well, he's more excited that indoor dining is opening up, but his his Iona somethings are uh, two wins away from the NCAA tournament. Wow. So uh, great to see Rick back on oh. back on the sidelines, uh, bringing his brand of wisdom and leadership to these kids, and hopefully uh, continuing his Louisville tradition of having a regular <laughs> squad of escorts paid to bang seventeen year olds who visit his school. Who who are the are there players in the NBA like did Donovan Mitchell play for Rick Pitino? Was that still Louisville coach then? I don't follow college basketball at all anymore. Uh, so I have, I have yeah, no concept. Was, I'm I'm pretty sure he was on that. Was well, Borgie uh, Jang uh, a Rick Pitino guy? Uh, that's a good question. Rick Pitino got let go, I think, in 2016. No, it was later. Than I that. just looked up. Uh, so he coaches the Iona Gales. Sure. And when they le- when they lose in the first round this year, I'm going to give you the speech he's going to give. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Scott Machado is not walking through that door. Sean Green is not walking through that door. Richie Guerin is not walking through that door. <laughs> Jeff Ruland is not walking through that door. And finally, Steve Burt Sr. is not walking through that door. That is your entire <laughs> list of Iona Gales who've played in the NBA. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Uh, yes, Donovan Mitchell was there at um, Sex sex trafficking you in that sure. era sure uh, also damian lee terry rosier oh uh, yeah scary terry. montrez harrell mm-hmm. um they're all still in the uh, this is all still the escort uh the escort era is chinanu onuanku in the nba what a great question <laughs> that is a great question uh broken legged <laughs> kevin ware uh jr smith's little brother uh, Russ. Uh, no, uh, he plays. Go- Chinanu uh, Onuaku currently plays for uh, Zadar in the Cro- Croatian league. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> that's a foundation of coaching. He's taken that Patino magic. But yes, Gorgi Jang uh, was there during the escort mm. era. He was recruited in the <laughs> what, escort era. Keith, you root for the Grizzlies. Where does Gorgi Jang's uh, three point percentage currently rank in the NBA? Is he- is he still number one? I don't he, think he might be so. Two. He's 40. Um, he is going to fall out of the leaderboard because of the – he's not going to qualify because mm-hmm. he hasn't been playing. I'm pretty sure off the top of my head his three-point percentage right now is 49% for the season. So um, 
It's pretty it's crazy. high. I, it's really saying. high. Yeah, yeah, Keith, that's I really want, high. I want, you to, I want you to save this for later, but but think about what teams could use uh, a Jiang type this oh, year. Oh, of course, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean, our next news story is, of course, uh, the hateful Myers Leonard. Um, Sean... Uh, just know if at any point this gets a little too sticky, my wife needs me. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, That's the funniest part of this story. Yeah. Which so, is not really very funny, but... Myers Leonard was uh, streaming on Call of Duty, and he said a terrible slur against Jewish people after getting sniped in the face on Call of Duty. Um... <laughs> He was fined $50,000 and suspended for one week, but also has stepped away from the heat to talk to uh, a numerous amount of PR rabbis. Uh, he claims he doesn't know, he didn't know what the word meant, but I gotta say, on the video, it really seems like uh, he says it with a lot of gusto as someone who might know what that word means. He I'm like, just gonna say. Like, yeah, he pauses and winds up for it, too. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't really slip out. No, it's, yeah. I mean, not that it's slipping out would also be excusable, because obviously right, right, it's right, not, but, he, but... The forcefulness and clarity in mm-hmm. which he said it <laughs> is yeah. something I've never heard before, I think, for any slur. We like, were... It was the loudest and strongest yeah. I'd ever heard anyone say Something like that. We were well, talking about this. I anyone say that word. That and was I've what seen I was like going to say. American History X. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it was like it was like like the windup you talked about uh, was was similar to a basketball play where mm-hmm. you're reviewing a hard foul. Right. And I was watching whatever the game. Oh, the 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 Spurs Mavericks game on Wednesday night in the NBA. Uh, I think it was Greg Weiner and Greg Anthony. They're reviewing a play where Willie Cauley Stein shoved Jakob Pertle into his teammate Derek White, mm-hmm. and and they were just talking like, "Well, that's a flagrant one. That might be a flagrant two. <laughs> Greg Anthony says, "Had they ever called a flagrant three? And then <laughs> Matt White said. That's not actually a rule. There isn't a flagrant three. But Myers Leonard, with that windup and delivery, that's not a reasonable play. That's not a, I mean, what? I don't want to say a basketball play. That's not a streaming play. No. The way he delivered it definitely deserved, you know, all the punishment he received. I know the $50,000 fine, eh, it's the maximum allowed fine. I guess if you call it a maximum fine, it's a little bit better. But it, it was stunning, and yeah, the mm-hmm. the flagrant three uh, of things you can say loudly into a video stream that you're broadcasting to people while you're too injured to play <laughs> basketball. And I've got to say, if anyone had ever, uh, if anyone should know if a flagrant three exists, it should be Greg Anthony because he once <laughs> yeah, yeah. rushed off the bench in street clothes to fight Kevin Johnson during a game. That and if that would be a flagrant three, <laughs> um, what if we changed all the flagrant twos to threes and the flagrant threes to fours, guys. <laughs> Um, okay, Joey, I have a question. Sure. You are a gamer. I am. A first-person gamer. A first, I, I play a first-person shooter. It's called Apex Legends. On Tuesday, it came out on the Nintendo Switch. If you're one of our listeners, uh, join the Apex Legends club, Round Ball Rock. Just search Round Ball Rock in the club section, and I'll play some Apex Legends with you. 
My name is your boy, Guy Fieri. (laughs) (laughs) Can you spell that for the listeners? You are B-O-Y-G-U-Y-F-I-E-R-I. And I should mention, multiple times a day on Apex Legends, some random person will get on their microphone and be like, what's Guy Ferrari? And I'm like, man, the dumbest people on earth play video games. <laughs> but Joey, do 12-year-olds know about Guy Fieri? Sometimes. A lot of times okay. I'll get so there's a there's a there's a function in Apex Legends where you can type speech to text if you don't feel like turning your microphone on. And oftentimes someone will make the robot say, Let's go to Flavor Town before the match starts. <laughs> That's a way. So you you can I didn't so the speech to text it'll it'll speak it in your, your yeah sorry robot. text to speech yes text yes, to speech yes, oh, that's yes, amazing yes, yeah, yeah I wasn't that, that's kind of fun yeah <laughs> every once in a while somebody will put a slur into the uh, text to speech as well what's you, amazing you'd think that it wouldn't say that but it will um, what's amazing yeah, they, about I say what's amazing about Myers Leonard thing is he received a large contract this off season basically just be, so they could trade him. Yeah, just yeah. to be traded. I know you guys don't prefer the term human trade exception. Mm-hmm. You find it offensive. But essentially that's what he was. Like they're they're mm-hmm. signing him above market value because they have his bird rights saying, you know, we can normally weasel our way into some deals. We'll have this large Myers Leonard salary, mm-hmm. a nice inoffensive polite stands for the anthem white guy we yeah. can trade to any market and now he's ruined it. Mhm. And yep. now I'm not even sure they can trade him. I, I, I just, well, my question, it's easy. Do the Indiana Pacers or the Utah Jazz value his bird rights? Because that's that's the reason. Those are the only two possible trade candidates, right? And no, his career the is over. His career as a basketball player is over. His career as a talking head on Tucker Carlson is just starting, though. <laughs> Um, right. He is the aerial pink of the NBA now. Um He is it is incredible because he is like so many things. He is an overdrafted white player mm-hmm. uh who Draymond Green specifically goes out of his way to just humiliate him every time they face each other because I think he went like 27 picks ahead of Draymond mm-hmm. or something. Uh he's a fake troop. Mm-hmm. He's uh he pretends <laughs> he's to be the a NBA's troop. only fake troop, I believe. Yeah. The they, Mavericks drafted that real troop a couple of years ago, but I don't think he ever played. Yeah, and um. <laughs> Marshall Plumley's a real troop, but he's not. Yeah. It's actually an army ranger. Um, mm-hmm. He has a terrible lifestyle brand. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really beloved by a franchise. I'm not making any judgments about the city, but it does seem like the Portland Trailblazers tend to fall in love with under-talented Caucasians. Mm-hmm. Um, What's really weird about it? Except his, his they hate wife. the one that looks like a barn owl now. Um, Would they hate him now? <laughs> I oh, think so. Yeah, because he's hurt all the time. <laughs> I mean, uh, and then, and yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say what's so interesting about Myers Leonard's career is how, like, fortunate he's been financially, not like on the grand human scale, but on the specific NBA scale. He turned down in his rookie deal with the Blazers, he turned down an extension that was like 40 or $40 million after he had a very good playoff series in which, you know, the Blazers got destroyed, but he, he put up like a 50, 40, 90 season. I want to say, and they offered him a 40 or $40 million extension and he turned it down. 
And mm-hmm. then he did nothing the next year. He yeah. basically hurt the whole year. And they're like, you know what? You're a good guy. We'll give you four years, $40 million again, even though it was then an overpay at that point. And then he turned it again to these Miami Heat deals where he keeps – he's been overpaid for like for his entire career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean even as a – even on a rookie deal, it was too high a rookie deal for how good he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a gym at 3 a.m. guy. He's a – he yeah, lifestyle brander. It's I think all he sells energy things, foods. Yeah, it's all the things Sean hates. It's like, yeah, fitness foods, working out at 3 a.m. Uh, fake trying troops. Trying to one-up. Yeah, fake troops. Uh, his hair. I don't like his hair. Uh, the, the the sunglasses he wore in that athletic Oh, man, that photo. If you out. haven't seen the athletic, the graphic the athletic made to announce this story, please look it up. It's like, he looks like a combination of, like, a St. Louis Cardinal and a drone pilot. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> oh, he also has a sexual assault beard, I would say, right? Beard, the beard, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, GTFO, Myers Leonard, that's all I've got to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you have been sent to the lobby by that sniper, both in-game and IRL. <laughs> You got, as the streamers say, shit on, my man. You bot. You fucking bot. He did set an example. If you want to say anything truly heinous as an NBA player, do it while you're injured. Because Mm -hmm. if they suspend you, they can't take your pay away. That's the worst part, man. I'm pro-union, so, like, good on the union of getting that. But also, boy, does it suck he's getting paid. Well, I mean, that's that's why they don't... I mean, the thing is, these guys know what NBA owners are like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because they would... If you've, if you've been on the Epstein plane, mm-hmm. you're not above sending, like, a leg breaker out to take out someone's Achilles tendon. Like, mm-hmm. like that's why dead players don't come off the cap immediately, because <laughs> it's too tempting. <laughs> like, like, once you start selling to Russian oligarchs, you're really going to rest just risk a lot of stuff. Like, you know, I mean, I don't think the Spurs owner is connected enough, but I think like, had he been playing from the Prokhorov nets, LaMarcus Aldridge may have just been poisoned. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sean, do you, is there any other news you want to cover or should we get to some fake trades with Keith? Uh, Oh, you want to talk? Oh, you want to talk about Dame, right? I do. I do. Just that, it's just that, um, uh, th- this is from our our good friend, uh, power listener Brian Windhorst, mm-hmm. uh, and his podcast, in uh, his All Star Game podcast. Uh, please don't aggregate this section of the podcast. He drove 11, 11 miles alone, eleven hours. Damn it! I'm just backing off that one. I just uh, um, Chris, I've Chris been to every state capital. That's something Brian Windhorst once said. He went to every. He's been to every state capital. He's like, been to Juneau, Alaska. That's the weirdest one to me. Everyone else is like feasible. Where you know you end up in like. You know, a lot of places. There's like a a, a college town there mm-hmm. in in a state that doesn't maybe have that much population density. But Juneau, Alaska, you are going out of your way. There's not even like a basketball tournament there. Keith, have you? How many state capitals do you think you've been to? Oh, um, 
probably 35 maybe 40 wow that's 30 that was, i don't that's... i mean no well I think i'm I've at been like, to like four <laughs> i've been to like 40 states but i wouldn't be sure i've been like i haven't been to sacramento mm-hmm. uh, well yeah, you're missing so out probably, what beautiful downtown more. i'm trying yeah. to think how many i've been to um yeah <laughs> I would say I've been to every capital city in the Southeast. Mm. Certainly. Oh, okay. Like Arkansas, Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. Have you been to Albany, New York? No, yeah, I've never been to Albany, New York. So, like, the Northeast is going to kill me. I've only been to the big cities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if they're not, and same with the West. Well, like, Keith, once this pandemic yeah. is over. Uh-huh. We'll take you to Sacramento, California. <laughs> we'll yeah, show you I'm, the I'm, sights. I'm honestly, I'm honestly a big fan. I, I'm a vocal advocate. We'll go to that weird California summer league and then drive to Vegas oh, and go to the, the Vegas summer league. Is it Olympia? What's Washington? Olympia, Washington. Yeah, yeah, I've never been there. As far I've only been to Seattle, as far as I know. You know, I've been to a lot of states. I think I've been to six state capitals. I've been to um, Phoenix, Sacramento. All the West Coast, Salem and Olympia. But on the East Coast, uh, I mean, I really think I've only been to Des Moines and Indianapolis. Other than that, mm-hmm. I've gone to a lot of states. But Sean, have like you I, been to Austin? I have not been to Austin. Been I haven't Austin. been anywhere in the you Southeast. You love Austin. Sean, you, you should say man. It's weird. No, I, I mean, I went to New Orleans and I loved it. And when I, when I crossed, I drove across the country twice in 2015. And so I went to a lot of states, but... I love. I gotta say, I felt like Harrison Barnes in how much I loved uh, the Iowa Capitol building. It has so much cool <laughs> stuff to it. I was so into it. And then Indianapolis, uh, I didn't actually visit the the Capitol. All right, that is Bryn Brian Windhorse talk. Uh, back wow. to Damian Lillard. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. The, uh, boy, I'm like I'm, now I'm like I'm so distracted because I'm thinking about all the capitals I want to visit. <laughs> Um, Brian Windhorse, take us to the state capitals. That's my dream. Uh, oh, anyway. man, that's a, that, I would pay for that Patreon experience. Yeah, um, <laughs> so someone got in touch with uh, Chris Haynes after the Ulster game from Dame's Camp. He made, uh-huh. made sure to stress it was not Dame Lillard himself. It was probably Nate Jones or his, his record producer, somebody from See, it was C.J. McCollum. It was C.J. McCollum. Yeah. Uh, it was who was upset that Chris Haynes had voted for Giannis as all-star MVP instead of Dame, Mm -hmm. Um, which is possibly the ultimate Damian Lillard thing. Giannis shot six for 16 for 16. We should say in the, uh, the all-star game 16. He was perfect. 100% 16 of 16. He Um, was 16 of 16. Now, now Dame Lillard did, end the game i think he made three threes in a row at the end of the game mm-hmm. uh but you know the the by the way i'm gonna complain that espn's box scores make you scroll to get fix. <laughs> that is so stupid uh so uh Giannis had 35 points on 16 of 16 shooting uh seven rebounds three assists a steal and a block Dame had 32 points. He had two rebounds. And as a point guard, he had one assist. Mm -hmm. He had no steals and no blocks. And uh, he made both his free throws. I'm also going to say Steph Curry had the exact same three-point shooting as Dame. He scored 28 points. He had four rebounds, four assists, and two steals. To me, even at a glance, 
even considering that uh, Lillard probably made all those shots after most of the MVP ballots were in, because mm-hmm. they were like the final right. two shots of the game, um, he's still like the third place choice. <laughs> um, I mean, here's the thing. I won't say it's peak Dame because uh, Dame has a real yin and yang to him for me where it's like he does a bunch of cool stuff that makes me love him and then does one thing, usually all-star related or hip-hop related, that then brings him down my list of not favorite players. Like, if Dame would just not stop writing letters at the all-star game... He would be one of my three favorite players in the NBA, but he continually writes open letters or complains about something that happened in the All-Star game. Yeah, he wrote an open letter. (laughs) He had an open letter and uh, uh, which Tony Allen once hilariously, uh, after he posted his open letter to Adam Silver, Jared Dudley tweeted, is it me or how does the Memphis Grizzlies only have one all-star? They're 38 and 13, especially since Kobe and Blake aren't in the game this year. And Tony Allen said, because Mike and Zebo didn't write a letter. <laughs> yeah. No, that is, I mean, and Lillard, is. Lillard did in fact get selected to that game as an injury replacement ahead of those guys. So if you're worried, if you're wondering why Mike Conley didn't make an all-star team until 2021, it's because of Damian Lillard whining on Instagram. No, Grizzlies fans know that story by heart. I mean, that's part of the Grizzlies <laughs> lore. They're like, people don't remember. I mean, Damian Lillard, you know, made a leap in the past few years to become this, like, you know, near MVP candidate. He was not that when he was named to the All-Star Game uh, mm-hmm. over Mike Conley years ago when the Grizzlies were way better. And every time Mike Conley played Damian Lillard, he destroyed him. And, like, that, that eventually Damian Lillard became way better than Mike Conley, and people forgot but, like, back then, that was a very sore spot. And one of the reasons why Grizzlies fans were kind of relieved that at least Mike Conley got in this year, finally, because they do feel like he was absolutely snubbed because Jamie Lillard wrote a letter to the commissioner and posted it on Instagram. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Um, can I write a letter to the commissioner uh, asking them to stop uh, considering letters to the commissioner? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Well, I would, it's I like, oh, like, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say I do like that. You know, maybe the voters of the All Star Game. I like imagining like the voters for the MVP. They could sense his thirstiness for the MVP mm-hmm. and him taking up like because I mean this used to be the case where you would watch the All Star Game and you could tell the guys who wanted the MVP because of how much they weren't passing and were taking like maybe one too many easy dunk opportunities and not passing it to the next guy. Like this used to be Russell Westbrook. This was Kobe Bryant all the time where he, like they would just take all the shots. And I feel like seeing Damian Lillard, we're like, Oh, this guy wants it. Eh, If you want it, it's not cool. You know, like that's, that's the, but also a guy shot a hundred percent from the floor and like, well, and, and that guy shot 16 of 16 and somehow the point guard that played with him for like 15 minutes got one assist. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, Maybe, maybe pass the ball in an all-star game mm-hmm. when you're six feet tall. I'm with you there. And I felt like no one was reciprocating with Jokic. Like, he was throwing them fun oh, yeah. passes. And no one was throwing him fun passes. Yeah. And they were just like, hey, rebound. You <laughs> <Yeah>. rebound. <laughs> um, I found, I did find the uh, Lillard, Curry, Paul sequences to be the highlight, though. That was really fun. It was a fun all-star game. But I just, thought, I just thought Paul and Curry had much more of a all-star spirit of like we're gonna throw lobs yeah Yeah. um 
Anyway, uh, Dame, stop writing letters. Also, here's one thing I really don't First like. Ball had 16 assists, by the way. Okay. Here's here's something I really didn't like about this in particular is uh, Chris Haynes is the guy Dame leaks to. Right. So this is a threat. Like, oh, this totally. is literally a threat. Like, you got to be Team Dame from now on or else you're going to. Uh, sleep with the fishes on my daughter's christening day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fit in or fit out, Haynes. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we gotta move on to the thing we brought Keith on here to do. Keith, you love making fake trades. Yes, I do. The trade yes. deadline is coming up in a week. I wanted to bring you on and just throw us and some listeners... Some fun fake trades you've made going into the deadline here. Well, I'm worried I'm going to greatly disappoint you because this this homework assignment, which I normally (laughs) which I normally love, like coming up with fake trades spontaneously. uh, When I started looking at like trying to figure out where to move these guys, Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, maybe Evan Fourier is available. Maybe the magic are dangling Terrence Ross uh, or like. (laughs) The Spurs and LaMarcus Aldridge have broken up. I looked at all these players and I'm like, who in the world is going to trade for these people? And <laughs> like, because of all the salary match and stuff, it's like, no one's trading for Andre Drummond. Like, like that's, that's crazy. Like, Victor Oladipo. Hmm? Victor Oladipo turned down an ample contract extension that was offered by the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Victor Oladipo is a huge injury concern who is somewhere in this, like, He's kind of good, but he's not an all-star. He's not – we don't think he's ever going to maybe get back to being an all-star. And if he didn't want that contract, what kind of contract is he thinking he's going to get? Well, I'll tell you what he wants. He wants a recording contract from Interscope Records. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's it. So, like, I I mean, I sat down and I tried to come up with some realistic trades because, like, I've nailed some before. Like, I nailed, like, the Chris Paul Thunder Suns deal last summer. Mm -hmm. Man, I had that four months early. Sure, my uh, my hit rate isn't good, but that one I got right. But still, like I'm trying to come up with these fake trades. It's I, I feel like it's going to be a very cooled market because maybe it's because of like the new play-in tournament where 20 teams are going to be in the play-in. Yeah, it's some and, real hockey shit now. So um, like you look at a team like you know like the Bulls, where you think will will the Bulls trade Larry Markkinen because they didn't come to an agreement on an extension? Uh-huh. It's like, but. I don't know who's going to pay up for Alari Markin and going into um, the trade deadline. So, I mean, here's a fake yeah. trade. I, like, so that being said, well, yeah, you think, sorry, let me, let me just cut yeah. in for a second. The Chicago Bulls are the perfect example of why the Eastern conference is basically frozen because they're 16 and 18 and yeah. they are two games out of the four seed. Yeah. So, it's hard. It's hard to cut bait for anybody there. Even the Cavs are right three games out. Well, so the and, and the Cavs have this like this group of untouchable players, which makes uh-huh. sense. You you have. I mean, like I'm not blaming them. I'm making fun of them. Like they want yeah. to keep Jared Allen. They want to keep Larry Nance Jr. They want to keep Colin Sexton, Isaac Goro, and Darius Garland. Great. Mm-hmm. So that means they're willing to trade Kevin, Kevin Love. Love. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> No one in the world will trade for Kate. Like, Kevin, he's not good. And, and he has two years left on his deal. He's got a three-year deal. And so, like, I, like, I'm trying to figure out, all right, could, would, like, Kevin Love for LaMarcus Aldridge 
and then the Cavs buy out LaMarcus Aldridge? Like, no, I don't. There's no chance that like the Spurs want to add all this money. So like, my my trade options are: Are we going to operate in a world where we think like is Buddy Heald available? Like, if Buddy Heald's available, I can give you some fake trades. I'm Buddy Heald's available, available for sure. Because the, the the Kings keep saying like, no, 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 we're not we're not selling. They are absolutely going to trade uh, our man Harrison Barnes at the deadline. That, that my prediction is Harrison Barnes is going to be the biggest name that moves at the deadline. I mean, so like my my hair my Harrison Barnes trade mm-hmm. is is essentially like Harrison Barnes, you know, to the Celtics mm-hmm. for for a, a you know a lottery protected first rounder. Yep. And that's like the most boring trade, I mean, ever, because you don't have to match salary. And I, I, I'm not even certain it's going to happen. Like, I, I don't even know if I'm the Celtics, if I feel like I would want to give up a first round pick just to bring in Harrison Barnes. Just like, well, I don't feel like that's going to move the needle for them. Okay, so we are probably Harrison Barnes stands, or maybe I'm just talking about myself in this situation uh-huh. but but i really think he is like a perfect uh just sort of like floor raising player if that yeah. makes sense uh now the weird thing is that he is signed for two more years mm-hmm. after this he does have a descending, it's a descending contract. contract yeah yes right. so it's so he is owed he makes 22 this year and then you know the next two years it's just 38 five and I can't tell if I mean he's had very good timing in terms of the years where he's negotiated new deals have been unusually rich salary cap <laughs> environments. Um, <laughs> but it feels it it still feels like that's too much for a guy who I still think is good. Like like Harrison Barn is a much better three point shooter than people acknowledge. Like passable. Small forward defense, pretty decent power forward defense, and yet the salary he's had for the last five years is just wildly off what I feel like he should make. And may- maybe this, maybe eighteen million for Harrison Barnes is actually an appropriate contract. I think it, just it is. Definitely doesn't feel yeah. that way. Like, yeah. it, like, I actually think he would help a team a lot, but it is. But I can also see how it feels like you're really settling to pick that up for the next two years that you're like yeah this is about as good as we could do and that's why he got the extension with the kings i thought this makes sense because if you're the kings you're not doing better than this in regular free agency and in fact most of the guys you do sign in free agency are much larger disasters Mm -hmm. than this you know trading trevor ariza four months into his deal or buying out Dwayne Dedman like two months into his deal or whatever they did. Uh, but yeah, I just think a a team that dreams and has confidence in itself is going to feel bad about acquiring Harrison Barnes, <laughs> even though he's he would help literally every team in the NBA, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think he's paid fairly. I mean, that, you know, paying $18 million a year for a starter who doesn't hurt you is, is adequate. I mean, he's like, he's an, I guess you'd say he's an above average starter. And like those guys cost $18 million. That's one of the weird things where I get hung up on people saying Buddy Heald's overpaid. Like mm-hmm. Buddy Heald is making $24 million this year, which is certainly a lot. But these cap numbers, it's all about the context of where they fit on your team. And he also has that descending salary. And if you're acquiring a guy who can, you know, shoot 10 three-pointers per game and make 40% of them, 
That cost $20 million. Okay, but I what I got one here. What about okay. this for Harrison Barnes? Are you ready? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. The Miami Heat trade yeah. Kelly Olynyk, a lottery-protected 2022 first-round pick, and Myers Leonard for I Harrison Barnes. <laughs> you know, the, those guys who um, used to like spray paint uh, racial uh, hate those guys who hate crimes Omri Caspi all yeah. the time in Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love that deal. They well, so I don't, I don't like like for the Heat. I mean, Harrison Barnes isn't playing over. Is he playing over Duncan Robinson? Because it's like I assume we, we got Bam Adebayo, we got Jimmy Butler. Then is it Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrow, Gordon Dragic? Like, is that their best five? I don't know. So like, I, mean, I don't know. He certainly fits that like Jay Crowder role that they're missing from last year's team, right? Avery Bradley is Avery Bradley still alive? Avery Bradley is still alive. Yeah, he's. I know he, I, I know he's on the heat. I mean, I, I feel he like... He has a 10.4 PER this year, and is a minus 0.76 Pipum, whatever that means, according to TradeNBA.com. Player impact plus minus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so he, here's... Oh, duh, Joey. Here's, here's the deal I came up with. Okay. Um, this is the most realistic deal I could, I could think of. It, I think, uh, checks boxes for both teams involved. And I have I have the New York Knicks Ooh. trading with the Oklahoma City Thunder because Tibbs said a thing recently that I love. I think I think it was two days ago. Tibbs said I have a thing for good players. Mm-hmm. When asked about if they would be active at the trade deadline, so so Tibbs wants some good players. So I think uh, Kevin Knox for Trevor Ariza, NBA blockbuster. Trevor Ariza goes to the New York Knicks. And the Thunder take a flyer on Kevin Knox. Is Trevor Ariza going to play, though? Trevor Ariza is maybe ready to play. Mm. I'm not sure. I think he's sitting the year out like Andre Iguodala did last year. I'm not certain where Trevor Ariza is right now. I kind of forgot about him until earlier today. Mm -hmm. Is that not sexy enough? I mean, it's it's not very sexy, admittedly. How how about this? I do think if there was one team that would trade for Victor Oladipo... Mm It might be the New York Knicks, and I know they have Derrick yeah. Rose mm-hmm. and Emmanuel Quickly and Alfred Payton, but they they're under the salary. They're like one of the only teams that's actually under the salary cap. They could acquire him if Tibbs is addicted to good players and he thinks Victor Oladipo is that. Like maybe they would give Kevin Knox and something else, Frank Nielakina, and like a second rounder. Oh man, that would break poor Bob Silverman's heart. Yeah, it would be um, sad. <laughs> to I finally give I, up I, Frankie Smokes. I can't identify anyone who should trade for Victor Oladipo. Like, do you guys have thoughts I mean, on it? I was sort of into the idea this, like, when I was sort of into the Warriors trading for him, actually, um, when that rumor came out uh, earlier this week, just because... You're only trading for him, right, if you're going to re-sign. If you hear from his camp that he'll re-sign there, right? Right. Um, And what the Warriors are currently really missing is someone else who can dribble and score. And he is still doing that, kind of. Like, he's obviously not good. But, you know, something like Oubre for Oladipo. And I love Oubre. Oubre's a better player obviously 
And uh, but something like Ubre and Wanamaker for Oladipo made sense to me. Yeah, I I'd rather have Ubre. I'm I mean I'd rather have Ubre too. But you're only doing that trade if Ubre's camp tells you he doesn't want to resign there because he doesn't want to be the sixth man next year. Right, but but it still seems like you'd still rather have Ubre for the rest of the season, right? Aren't they aren't both their contracts up? Yeah, I just mean to me. I don't know. The fact that he can dribble a little bit and maybe score as the makes more sense as the bench scorer, uh, your bench initiator when in the lineups when Curry and Draymond sit. I could see what the the thought behind that at least. Uh-huh. Do you think he would enjoy uh the music scene in Oakland, Joey? <laughs> uh yeah, absolutely, of course. He hooks up with like En Vogue, maybe? No, it wouldn't be En Vogue, it would be Raphael Sadiq, right? He'd be in that new soul the Oakland New Soul oh, Tony, yeah, yeah. Tony, that's, Tony that's... uh Tony, Tony, Tony Victor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I I'm trying I'm trying to make a blockbuster to, to, man, to, man, to not let you down. Somebody should trade for this guy. Who? Although I guess he's going to be a free agent, so there's not really any incentive. Frankie Smokes. So I wouldn't give up on him. Some he's going to some other some team should take a shot at him. Give him some playing time. <laughs> so fix so, his knees. I'm going to try this one. I'm trying this on TradeNBA.com. Oh, this is going to be tough. We're going to have to we're going to to to, to oh, finagle some things. Mm-hmm. All right. It's kind of okay with me. If we're is. we are. Here we go. LaMarcus okay. Aldridge. Okay. We're going to send LaMarcus Aldridge to the Kings. Okay. The Kings are going to send Buddy Heald and Nemanja Bialica to the Mavericks. Ooh, I like that for the Mavs. Okay, here we go. Here we go. The Mavericks are going to send expiring contract of James Johnson and uh, the bad contract of Dwight Powell to the Thunder. Plus, maybe a little, we'll have a little draft compensation in here. Oh, good. Let's say you know, you know, our man Presti's got to get some, a taste of that draft. And then you, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then the Thunder are going to unload a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. They're going to send. Hang on. Let's see if this makes. Let's see if this works. They're going to send George Hill to the Celtics okay. just to go to that trader player exception, and Al Horford to the Spurs. Wow. I Poor Jakob Pertl, man. Why has he got to be behind these old assholes, though? <laughs> that's, just, that's just the way the Spurs play it, man. That's uh, the way the Spurs play yeah. it. Uh, you, you got Al Horford coming in. Uh, I don't yeah. know. You know, maybe, maybe we can leave the Spurs out of this and just have the Kings acquiring Al Horford. See, I think, I think our man Vivek would be into that. Uh because I feel like I feel like the Kings are one of those teams that maybe would look at Al Horford and say like he's good. We, we need can help. fix they, him. Yeah, they do need help. Like Rashawn Holmes is like he's like cool, but he might be he might be more cool than he is good as far as like just playing straight up center. <laughs> yeah, and they, they so, so they they need some defense. A, a little you know what bit. though? My favorite NBA players are all more cool than they are good. Anthony Randolph, right. Jason Richardson, <laughs> <laughs> Josh Smith. <laughs> All right, let's let's undo let's see undo this. Let's move Horford to the Kings. Come on, Trade NBA, don't fail me now. Come on, get him, get him there. They need his leadership. Can the Mavs? Oh, wait, oh, wait. oh, the Thunder can't get James Johnson. 
Oh, because they unloaded Keith Johnson. Oh no! <laughs> So James Johnson has to go somewhere else. <laughs> well, there's a big rumor. Let's speaking of the Mavericks. There's yeah. a rumor that they're going to trade one of their uh, big bad people. Do you see a place for Kristaps Porzingis, Keith? Oh man, um, no. That's that's another one where it's like <laughs> right? where I mean, honestly, Porzingis is a great fit for the Celtics theoretically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think the Celtics would be willing to compensate like draft wise to, to make up for that. Cause you, you would expect to get, you know, the Mavs are already down two first round picks because of acquiring Porzingis. Mm-hmm. So they would hope right. to at least recoup two first round picks. Right. And, you know, would the Celtics be willing to do that? And those, those first round picks wouldn't even be that valuable. So it's tough. I mean, it all goes back to me. Like I have, I have a lot of difficulty envisioning many of these trades. So like, you're again, telling it, me there's going to be no trades this year. You think? I mean, that would be my prediction, and hopefully by me saying it out loud, that will then cause it to be wrong. I do think, I would predict that both, in fact, high school teammates, these I, that the, the major quote-unquote trades, the things everyone's supposed to be excited about this year, are going to be Harrison Barnes and <laughs> Doug McBuckets. Oh, nice. Ooh. I think there. I think those two are getting moved. Anybody else? I don't know. I mean, I think you know, like the Nuggets seem like they should do something, and I feel like they're willing to trade. Like their matching salary would probably be Will Barton. I don't think they, they care about having Will Barton. And then you just have to find a team that like wants Will Barton. <laughs> I feel like his right. his, uh, his value has gone down, you know, precipitously over the last two years. But again, uh, you know ex- what, though? Again, as a Golden State Warrior fan, I would gladly take Will Barton at this point. <laughs> you So you guys have that injury exception, which is just slightly too small yeah. for a player that would help you. Like, you could almost get George yeah, Hill in there, like, but it's like just too small. Nine or something. It's yeah, eight, George five, Hill is I think. The, George, George Hill is the ideal player, too. Like, like it's, it's unfortunate they couldn't have somehow folded him into that Kelly Oubre deal. Yeah. I mean, I the like George, George Hill, Patty Mills feel like the guys who are really going to possibly hurt some. I mean, help, you know, like a playoff team. It's hoping to be a playoff team. Yeah, I I do. I mean, we talked about Gorgie Jang earlier. I think Gorgie Jang's, you know, he he's not a bad fit on a team that maybe needs some interior defense. I'm not sure which team that is. And he's is an it? incredible shooter. And we know he's 49 percent on threes this year. Yeah, I have, man, I I have trouble seeing it. Um, like I want the Grizzlies to trade Gorgie Jang and, and Grayson Allen for, for for Buddy Heald. I'm ready to take on the Buddy Heald, but I, I also think the Sixers would would you know it, it would be frugal or, or um, prudent of them to see if they could get Buddy Heald for like you know a, a, either a lottery protected first and, and Danny Green or if they include one of their young guys. Yeah, you know I don't think they're going to give up Tyrese Maxey, but maybe or like a shake Milton or something. So I think that team was just another knockdown shooter would be pretty good. Uh-huh, wow. Uh-huh. You know, it's a weird backcourt rotation. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox and shake Milton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's a dream for me. Yeah. I love it. Um, it's such a bit. Uh, what, a, what about, we haven't gotten auto Porter involved. Auto Porter oh, makes $28 yeah. million. Dollars. <laughs> 
like I feel like Lamarcus Aldridge, the, the Bulls, you know, were flirting with him for a while. Uh, they, they tried to sign him. I know they, and they have Larry Markinen, who maybe they're not going to re-sign. We haven't mentioned the Pelicans. Like Lonzo Ball is interesting because they haven't re-signed him. I mean, I'm mean, just talking out loud. Like if the Nuggets could find a way, if the Nuggets could trade, you know, like Will Barton in, in a first-round pick and maybe like a, a Bull Bull or something, like would that be enough to get Lonzo Ball if the Pelicans already know they don't want to re-sign him? That would make, that would I make mean, the, the Pelicans should yeah, want to awesome. re-sign Lonzo based on how he's playing now, I think. What about, I mean, the, the I think the Pelicans should do some stuff because the Pelicans and the Thunder are, are sitting on all these draft picks right. that they'll never be able to, yes. to use. The, no, Thunder not, have, not have, the Thunder have 33 picks uh, under their future picks tab mm-hmm. on, on Trade NBA, which is like, well, you, like can't, is, you can't use them. This is the time to to get involved and get, you know, a young player that you like instead of sitting. It's, yeah, because otherwise you're going to end up just drafting and stashing these picks or selling them. And it does seem like uh, the general resistance in Congress to the Green New Deal is going to keep uh, the fracking Oklahoma City Thunder flush with cash. <laughs> They're not going to And also the world the world will the ice caps will have melted by the time their last picks are uh yeah, coming so, to them. So they're not even going to make them anyway. You might as well yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean what if what if the what if the Pelicans I like the, you know what? Laurie Markkinen I would like for the Pelicans actually. Well, I mean I think that Laurie Markkinen for Lonzo Ball straight up a lot of people kind of enjoy that. The question is the question is, you know, can the Pelicans, are you going to play Zion, Laurie, and Brandon Ingram all together? I just not, like, that's not like, an I just like having a big that sort of spaces the floor for Zion. Um, He's like the finish Adams, right? I mean, Steven Adams does not do that, no, and wow, neither does Jackson oh, Hayes. If, if the Pelicans <laughs> could trade Steven Adams for Al Horford and George Hill, oh, wait, they, they can't. <laughs> Isn't Eric Bledsoe maybe going to find a new home too? I mean, tr- good l- good luck finding Eric Bledsoe a landing spot. What about Bledsoe for Oladipo straight up? I mean, that would be hard to sell for the Rockets. Like, but you know, they okay they they get one of these fake Pelicans picks with it. The Pelicans. I mean, I keep coming <laughs> back to Buddy Heald. The Pelicans. Like, why wouldn't you want a guy who you know for the next four years is going to be good and is under contract? Mm-hmm. And if you had like. With these 20 future picks you have, you know the odds of, what, like, are two of them going to end up actually better than Buddy Heald? <laughs> like, right. Maybe, and, maybe and five okay. will. Or wait, get him, wait a year, and then flip, you know. Exactly. It's, 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 de- it's definitely a decent buy low. He's the game stop of the NBA right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think you can get something for these guys. And so I, it seems like the Thunder would say, hey, we'll let you try to flip George Hill at the deadline. Um, you know, we'll have, we'll give you these contracts for Buddy Heald or even the Pelicans. The Pelicans could trade JJ Redick and Eric Bledsoe. And then the Kings could try to redirect JJ Redick, you know, into the Celtics trade exception or something. The, I mean, it's funny because all these guys with these big name recognition, like they've fallen off the cliff precipitously. It's mm-hmm. like LaMarcus Aldridge, JJ Redick, like they're basically on, they're close to being unplayable. It feels like, and those were guys, I think these teams had penciled in. We're going to trade them next year. And right. now we're here and it's like, oh, J.J. Redick is, can't shoot, can't run. And like that was 
kind of not the expectation. Maybe they'll have a miracle Nick Batum, you know, renaissance when they get in their new market, but it's kind of bleak when you try to come up with these these trades. You know what uh, J.J. Reddick can do, though? Uh, throw a bounce pass at a, at a ref's shins. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, well, I'm afraid we're out of time. This kind of bummed me out about the trade deadline, Keith. I'm going to be honest. No, I, I, I feel bad. Like I was, man. I, I, I opened up all these tabs, and actually, I started, I started perusing the most popular fake trades on NBATrade.com, and I was like, "This is terrible. Like all these are terrible. Like, are, like, do you want to take a flyer on Jabari Parker? No, Jabari, Jabari Parker's available. Yeah, I was looking, and I was shocked. I was shocked when I remembered that Jabari Parker was in the NBA. I was like, "What?" He's, he's I mean, still there. I think Jabari Parker can help a team. I'm not kidding. He's he's a he's just a, a prolific bench scorer. It seems like somebody mm-hmm. would want prolific bench scoring. Like, I mean, don't it seems you like, like buckets? Everybody needs buckets. It's true. It's true. Oh man. No, I don't know what is going to end up happening. Like like a team like the Hornets, where I'm like the Hornets are surprisingly frisky. They've had such a drought, kind of uh, of doing anything in the playoffs. Maybe they, you know, try to get involved in like a sweepstakes to bring in a Terrence Ross or you know a like would they be interested in Lamarcus Aldridge? But they don't have like they have no matching salary. They only have Cody Zeller. And then everyone else on the on the roster is like it's Gordon Hayward. It's Nick Batum's dead salary. Like that's that's it. So like, they can't really make any trades. So like yeah, I have been kind of my trade machine excitement extremely cooled by trying to come up with any trades that make sense. Well, that's been our show. Keith, where can our listeners <laughs> listen to Fast Break Breakfast and Grits and Grinds, the Memphis Grizzlies podcast? Uh, we we make a frequent appearance on Myers Leonard Twitch stream. Feature <laughs> 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 player. No, uh, you know, it's available anywhere you get your podcast. If you're a Grizzlies fan, download Grits and Grinds and subscribe. And then Fast Break Breakfast, we cover the entire league. And also follow me on Twitter at Fast Break Break. Sean, what do you have to plug today? Um, not tonight when this comes out, but uh, in general, every Friday, streaming on Zoom, uh, self-care comedy. Uh, I don't know the lineup for uh, March 19th, but I will be hosting the show after getting a second dose of the COVID vaccine. So I should be very sick and possibly autistic now. So looking forward to that. <laughs> and the, the government 19th. is tracking you, right? The government's tracking me. Uh, Bill Gates is is spying on me through my computer. That's why I have um, I have a, a tin foil thing blocking the camera on my computer, and uh, it has also been uh, soaked in bleach, which okay. is great, great. a way to kill the coronavirus and five G. <laughs> um, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where twenty one hours ago I tweeted. Not only was eating at White Castle painful while I was doing it, the White Castle farts and burps I've had for the past 24 hours since reminds me to never do that again. Paige might kill me. No, I might kill me. Troubling. That's like more troubling. Than normal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean, did you write a song? Uh, I did. I'm just going to tell you that uh, it's it's about Myers Leonard. Oh, great. That's all you need to know. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. Uh, patreon.com slash roundrockpod, Tee Public Store in the, uh, 
uh, description of this episode at Round Rock Pod on Twitter, roundrockpod at gmail.com. And uh, shut it down. Let's all hope Keith is wrong and there's some actual trades this year. And also, shoot Myers Leonard into space. Do you ever feel like you just got fragged by the guy who sniped? You were stuck with lag. Do you ever shout out an epithet at a teenager, one who you've never met? Do you get real mad that your squad might lose? And when your head explodes, you snap and try to blame the Jews. Did you never send your dumbass off the team? Because of the true stream, you just gotta avert your eyes. Apologize and tell some lies like you're lobotomized. Cause baby, it's a nice You say that you don't know the word. Make him go, oh, oh, no As Pat Riley streams die, I, I Baby, it's a nicer Which company will dump you first Make him go, oh, oh, no Next year you're playing in Utah, I, I You've been overpaid for your whole career like a Nazi who sells your own workout gear You can't play defense when you're on the block And now it seems that you're endorsing Crystal Knock Kinda think that you're about to leave the league And you're not signing a deal with Maccabi Tel Aviv It's the quickest meltdown that we've ever seen Cause you got mad at a team You'll get a pass because you're white Claim it's all spite Unite the right You're an anti-Semite But baby, it's a miser Your alibi is just absurd I'm making go, oh, oh, no Oh, Cosby's gonna cry, I, I But baby, it's a miser Call of Duty was fun Cause baby it's a miser You say that you don't know the word I'll Make him go, oh, oh, no As Pat Riley's trade teams die, I, I Baby it's a miser
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.